You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Good day. This is Dr. D, and we're doing a little different format. So as we fumble and mumble, you can laugh along, okay? I, 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 well, I'm going to put out a podcast called Pathway Friends, and it sounds just like it, it indicates that right. as we move through life, we have friends that God puts on the path. Vincent is a Pathway Friend that came into my life on a shoestring of connections. <laughs> Which in itself is a miracle of occurrences. Wouldn't you say that, Vince? I would. I definitely would say that for sure. Um, and, and Vince's name, his, his full name is Vince. Sometimes people call him Vinny Johnson. And uh, could you tell, tell the audience how we came to know each other? Well, I think, wasn't it through Diane? Yes, it was. It Diane was. Hagar from the Hagar family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was a connection through uh, our church. And um, I believe we did. We did. We ultimately meet in one of Sharon's classes. I think it was. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There was a class on the Holy, the Holy Spirit. But I think we knew each other before then. Yeah, I, th- I think we did too. I think I think we met. I'm pretty sure we met through through Diane. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was an inter- interesting uh, connection because she ended up being a, a very big supporter at the time uh, we were my wife and I. We were working on who eventually became my wife. <laughs> uh, we were working on soulful psalms. I kept telling my my to be wife that she was going to marry me, so I already prophesied that. <laughs> and and Diane knew it too. She's like, okay, you you two are just you know you're you're on the path. Um, but uh, at the time we were working on uh, a project called Soulful Psalms, and I remember that spe- that part specifically because you were really interested in what Soulful Psalms was and how I recorded it and, you know, um, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but we, we talked a little bit more about the frequencies and how that affects the brain and, and how we uh, uh, had an approach to put scripture to music. Mm-hmm. Well, could you, could you um, basically elaborate on what you mean by frequencies? Cause I understand, but I'm sure people don't know that there's healing frequencies that got put in the body. That's very true. There are, frequencies throughout our earth, our entire universe, every, everything emits a frequency, everything, even uh, inanimate objects uh, emit a frequency and our human body. Actually, uh, we are in tune at what we consider to be a 432 uh, a, as in a tonal. Uh, if you look at a piano, the a note is a tonal note and eight and 432 is a frequency hertz range at uh, which our bodies actually emit uh, that particular frequency. Now, our human bodies can pick up frequencies uh, from, from a, a, a wide spectrum, even frequencies we can't hear. Um, and we feel them. We feel them. Uh, we don't see them. Just like 
uh, microwaves. We don't see them, but we know that they're there, just like the air. You know, we can't see the air, but we <laughs> desperately uh, need it. And so the frequency A432 is what we recorded psalms at at that particular uh, time. And You know, as you say that, I remember that um, we did some work for the, um, the Ronald McDonald House in Loma Linda, California. Oh, and there was a room, you know, I was in this collector's club and we used to say we don't do drugs. <laughs> what we do costs more. But it was this little <laughs> collector porcelain, <laughs> the porcelain D56 club. And we would decorate the Ronald McDonald house. And there was a room that no one wanted to go into because it was the room that parents were brought in to be told there is nothing more or their child had passed. Right. And wow. And so are you suggesting that perhaps that's what what we were picking up because we would avoid that room. Nobody wanted to go into that room. Um, very much so. Very much so. Um, you know, and, and we transmit frequencies in thought, right? So you know how, how people saying, oh my goodness, I was on my phone and I was just thinking about McDonald's. And all of a sudden McDonald's comes up as in an ad. Oh, wow. Well, you know, uh, at, at MIT and some, some of the other prominent uh, universities, we've been able to discover that every single thought is a frequency. And so we're constantly emitting a frequency. Um, when we pray to God, we're emitting a frequency. When, when we speak into in ourselves in our own heads, <laughs> we're emitting a frequency. Uh, when we are in a certain state, uh, emotional state, we're emitting a frequency. And uh, there's a thing called, um, there's a study called heart sync where two people can actually feel uh, one another's emotions. Well, those emotions that you're feeling, uh, let's say from your significant other, from your husband, yeah. and you guys have been together for a long time. Congratulations by that for, for that, by the way. Um, you know, you, you actually can feel him, your sons. Yeah. You can feel them, and they are emitting a frequency. And so when you walk into a room, you can sometimes sense there's something a little weird in this room. Well, that's right. a frequency that you're picking up on. You wow. know, let me say, well, we, we're picking up on the emotion or we're getting discernment. Well, discernment comes through uh, the frequencies, exactly. And God speaks in, in a multiple, um, um, many different ways. And one of those ways is through numbers and through light and through sound and frequency. Wow. Wow. That's that's kind of that's real interesting. But it it explains how the Bible says you, you have to speak out loud when right. the devil attacks. I guess the speaking frequency is, I guess, I don't know, it's more powerful or it makes him flee because, you know, Jesus, he began to speak the word. He said, it is written. Right. I'm like, well, you're, right. you're the author of it. Wow. He began to right. to to speak the scripture when Satan was attacking him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he spoke to he's he spoke to the wind and calmed the seas. He calmed the water by speaking to the wind. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, um different religions call it different things. Um, you know, but but we uh as Christians we we speak to it as uh, the Holy Spirit uh, speaking through us. Um in um different uh spiritual practices they may call it chakra right um and we we have we have terminology that we use um that is very specific as uh, christians and, and christ believers um so yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I can get uh, in the weeds on that. So I'm going to make it go back there. <laughs> okay, let's get back. I, I, I could you um share your background, like where you were raised, where you went to school, past oh, gigs, past jobs. Can oh you my share God. a little bit about who you are? Sure. Well, um, I was born in 19. I'm just I, I don't even want to go back that far. <laughs> I was born early age. <laughs> 19 hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was born here in Denver, Colorado and, and raised in Denver, Colorado as well. Um, you know, I, I went to high school right here in Denver, George Washington High School. And uh, I was very fortunate as a young man to have um, a family that they, they weren't all into music, but they allowed me to be in music. Right. Which was which was really cool because I was kind of the oddball out. My mother was a, she was a wonderful singer. She did a, a little 45 called Oop Oop A Loop many years ago. And they had little white gloves on, you know, with the cat glasses and the, the big dresses and stuff. <laughs> and so to this day, I still laugh about that because I've seen the pictures, you know, and it, this is Oop 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 Loop. OK, so that that was uh, for for her time. <laughs> and but she, she never denied me. Uh, the opportunity to find expression uh, through music. And I think the very first time I was really, really hit um, really kind of hard that music is what I wanted to do. It was a late, late, late night. And um, I believe it was the, uh, it was either the Merv Griffin show and I was in bed and you know, my mom and dad had fallen asleep, so you know the TV's running, and and I heard uh, I heard some guitar and a guy singing, and it woke me up like it just called me to the TV, and I sat there, and it was George Benson, and wow. he was doing uh, Broadway on Broadway, and so he was singing Broadway, and he started scatting and playing the guitar, and I'm like, I can play this guitar. I'm I said, wow. I said, that is what I want to do. And from that point on, I was hooked. It was like an addict at, you know, six years old. I was an addict. It was done. <laughs> and um, so just remembering back in the neighborhood that I grew up in, I always tell people, uh, you know, some people ask me, you know, was it hard growing up in the hood? And well, you know, Denver really doesn't doesn't have a hood like, but <laughs> back then, <laughs> back then, you know, but every exactly, but every city has some some you know part of town that's a little bit rough, and that's the part of town that I grew up in. And um, so I always tell people that um, I learned how to fight uh, because I played the violin. So wow. my first instrument was a violin and so walking home uh walking home you know <laughs> in the hood with a violin like you know you had to kind of fend for yourself because you got teased a lot so <laughs> yeah. you were asking for teasing. I, you know man and i said you know what mom um i think i'm done with the violin for a little while so they got me a mickey mouse drum set oh. and uh i they would put me on the front uh, stoop on the front porch and I would just bang those drums until they broke and the neighbors would just close the doors and the dogs would be barking and you know clouds would roll over and 
Linus didn't have crap on you, huh? No, he really didn't. He really didn't. I would just shut the whole neighborhood down. And um, but I I I will tell you uh, that that some of my fondest memories uh, come from when I was young and just experimenting with sound um, and and realizing at a very young age that there was a healing property uh, in sound and music. I've always known that church, been in church, grew up in Zion Baptist Church right here in Denver, Colorado. Um, and there were times when <laughs> I would, I would, my family couldn't find me. I would, I would leave and I would just walk through the city and they discovered after a while that they would always find me at the church, some church, any church. So when, when, you know, little Vincent would disappear, they go, Oh, he's probably at a church somewhere. So they always thought, well, he's going to grow up being a pastor. Cause they would find me under sleeping under the, the pastor's desk <laughs> in his office, like just sleep. And I felt comfort there. Um, and looking back now, understanding why I felt so much comfort there was because of uh, the love and the care that I got being in the church and being around, you know, big church mamas that just loved on you and the church papas that said, come on here, we're going to take you fishing. Come on, young buck. And they adjust your little tie and um, and 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 experiencing um, love through music. And music through love. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So, so when 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 were you? When did you come aware that it was special? What you had was special. I think. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think I would probably say at a young age. I I, I sang a solo. Uh, I believe in love. I believe in music. You remember that song? I believe in love. And so I sang that, and as a young man, I sang that, um, and I was so nervous singing it in church, and I was out of key. I think I must have switched the key. It's it's only got one key. I think I switched the key like three or four times. Every other line, I was singing a different key. But, but people in the church, the response, um, it was hitting people really hard. And I realized that you know, there's something to this sound, this vibration, this vibrato that's coming out of me. And I was scared. I was nervous. But for some reason, I'm able to touch these people. Right. And that was the first time I really realized, oh, this is a big deal. This is a gift. <laughs> yeah. So so where did you end up going to college? Um, you know, I, I this is kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it as short as I can. My first year, I uh, went to Metropolitan State College uh, University okay. here in Denver. Um, and I was very fortunate. When I got out of high school, I graduated and I immediately got accepted into a group called Up With People. And uh, Up With People is, is a group of a cast it's kind of like a Broadway show cast and, um, and they uh, perform all over the world. So I had gotten an opportunity to travel to China and all over. Uh, but one of those stops, um, uh, I, we were in Boston and we had a show with the, um, uh, the Boston uh, orchestra at that time. Mm -hmm. And I um, had heard about Berkeley all of us as musicians, we'd heard about Berkeley College of Music, Berkeley, 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 wow, Berkeley. 
And so um, we got to get it. We got to, we, we went on tour. We got to go on a tour. And and once I saw what a Juilliard level, Berkeley level uh, collegiate campus looked like, I was completely sold. And I said, this is where I want to go to school. So I did my year and up with people came back and, you know, um, growing up in the neighborhood that I grew up in, in the household that I grew up in, it was, it was, it was a little bit difficult. So I graduated, uh, very low, uh, credits. I, I mean, my grade point, my GPA was, 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 it was very low. Let's just put it that way. I, I didn't know how to study. I didn't, I wasn't aware of how to be a good student. Um, I knew I wasn't. Well, that's the end of part one of the interview with Vince Johnson, my pathway friend. Hopefully you can glean something from this. It'll help you move on in your God-given purpose. Until next time, signing off, Dr. D. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless.